0: Welcome to the "Let's Hear My Girlfriend to Death" podcast. I'm
1: your co-host, Josh, and I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome to your favorite podcast where a movie couple, a movie couple, where straight about movie, where a couple sits down and talks about horror movies. Four years in, three years, whatever, and I still don't have this opening. My name is Cindy.
0: I'm Josh. Yay!
1: And I
0: don't have to do the opening. <laughs> I mess it up every time. <laughs> I talk a lot in the middle. You do the opening and the closing, and then I just ramble a lot in the middle there.
1: It's all right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> each month, we break down uh, some of your favorite horror movies thematically. This month, we are doing Ghost.
0: I thought. What? What? When you were like, some of your favorite horror movies is go- and Society. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it i love that movie okay uh this is our ghostly grab bag month five very different very, very ghostly odd movies odd ghost movies so here we are okay with john carpenters the fog
1: and i really? thought we had already done this but i was wrong we had done the mist which is the
0: mist okay also stephen king's but it's all right released February 8th 1980 yes in the time between you being born and me not being born what here we go this is the time how old were you in this the movie time the time before out? the earth days both of us. <laughs> you were days old 81 no February 8th 1980 so you were yeah, like yeah i was days old i was two months
1: almost not even two months old yet yeah
0: yeah what do uh, you I think been... of this movie What do you think of the reception of this movie when you were a month and a week old?
1: Well, hmm, we'll find out. Okay, tell me about this. I know the world at the time. Here's what I know about the time. In December of 1979, the number one hit song topping U.S. pop charts was If You Like Pina Colada. (laughs) That was the number one song, which was Escape, the Pina Colada song.
0: I will forever in my head link to the movie Dirty Work. Okay, Chris Farley. That's
1: perfectly fine. <laughs> when he plays uh, it by accident. By accident. So it's that that was the song. Jimmy Carter was president. Um, what else? I don't know. Tell me.
0: I tell me all these 1979 facts. That's all I've got. Save that shit for the alien episode when we finally do <laughs> <new> one. Uh, <laughs> was I right? No. 1980 is the year the Rubik's cube debuted. Okay. you know, said older to than conf- the Rubik's cube. I party.
1: just had to confiscate one today. From an eighth grader. There you go. Uh, the cl- this has been going on for forty years now. Continue.
0: I've never owned a Rubik's cube. Um, I've had one just turn up at my house.
1: <laughs> I think that's how like they all happen. I think I. Had I don't one. think anybody remembers ever buying a yeah. Rubik's cube. You just
0: oh, there, there's a. They Rubik's bought too so many now. of them in the eighties. They just pop up everywhere. Yeah. It's the eighties equivalent of Pogs to the nineties. Agreed. Um, I think I had a Rubik's cube. In college, that was a grinder. Nice. So, you know, there you go. That's kind of fun. Um, it's also the year the Winter Olympics were held in Lake Placid, New York. That's the Miracle and Ice team where oh, Kurt yay. Russell coached that hockey team. <laughs> where Kurt Russell did everything. He coached that hockey team. Oh, he, I, I saw remember. the movie. Oh, well, we saw that movie. <laughs> uh, the Iran hostage crisis was in full effect. Yeah. CNN launched. ACDC released Back in Black. Uh, <laughs> proving that you can <laughs> move on from your lead singer well yeah it's rare but it can happen um let's see what else we got the phillies the philadelphia phillies won the world series yay mike schmidt years and ronald reagan won the presidency Whoa. starting us down a long dark path the funniest
1: whew. thing about my little adorable family is um my highly gifted autistic son in first grade had to do a presidential report. Do you remember this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, all right, I've got Teddy Roosevelt. We've got Barack Obama. We have uh, FDR. And he went. Do you remember Ronald Reagan? And I said, what? Why would you no? What? No, we're not gonna we're not gonna do it. I want to do Ronald Reagan. He had jelly beans. He loved jelly beans. And I like him. And he looked kind. And I said, okay. <laughs> and so um, by the end of first grade, my son could explain why trickle-down economics was a policy that would have worked. And I felt like, oh, I am raising a little Alex P. Keaton.
0: He's, Lovely. he's since gotten better. He's
1: gotten much better. But it was just this, what? <laughs> why would you pick? What? where did you even hear about him that's like saying i'm gonna do even taft is cool like i'm gonna do taylor what what did taylor ever do anyway sorry continue
0: <laughs> william henry harrison this short-ass report
1: yeah very short
0: yeah uh people that were oh i was gonna say reagan reagan did give us something good
1: he gave us the line and reagan palestine trouble on the airline
0: i gave us a lot of really good horror movies all right. um, the 80s were such a shit decade that for politics and just under his guidance that a lot of the horror that people are like, the 80s are like the fucking golden age of horror. It's because of the reaction to Reagan. Like, do you love people movies like down. they live? It's because of fucking Ronald Reagan. Okay. That movie is specifically made to be like, fuck Ronald Reagan. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> so All there's right. the one good thing. Uh people that were born in nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Older than me. Younger than you. That's right. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Okay. Christina Ricci.
1: Yep. She and I are very,
0: very close in age. Venus Williams. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought she was way younger than me. And Black Don't Crack. The sexiest one of all. Ryan Gosling.
1: Yeah. That's fair.
0: I love it. That's fair. Love that movie! I love that Everybody man. loves that movie so much. Good uh, sense
1: of humor, good family man, excellent action adventure star, all around decent human being. Yeah,
0: yeah. what's not to love? Uh, people we lost in 1980: Titans, Titans of Titans industry, of like the film world. It's fucking wild. The people we lost in 1980. All right, who do we lose? Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Uh, Peter Sellers. Yep. Steve McQueen.
2: There May
0: we. West. And John Lennon. Damn. Yeah, I knew John Lennon. That's usually the
1: one that, whenever you had to do a report, about like, the year I was born. It, mine was always like, and John Lennon was killed. Yeah. Scene. <laughs> End scene. Yeah. All right, this movie, tell me about it.
0: Um, the Fog. You're going to really like this. He um, says that every week, guys. Because this movie is rated R. It is one hour and 29 minutes long. I do love
1: this movie. It sounds like a phenomenal time. Um, I'm excited for it. It is
0: co-written, directed, and composed (laughs) by John Carpenter. The big three. This is his follow-up to Halloween. Okay. So he does Dark Star, which is like a I know too much about John Carpenter. Yes, you man. do. Uh, this is not even from notes. I'm just, like staring you in the face as I'm <laughs> saying this. That's true. So John Carpenter met Dan O'Bannon, who wrote Alien, in college at uh, USC. And they did a short film okay. for school called Dark Star. And then they got money to expand that into a feature. And it feels like a short film that got expanded into a feature with a lot of filler. All right. So they went their as separate ways. Dan O'Bannon went off and was going to make Dune... Um, in France. Oh, I wish. Yeah, what could have been, uh, with Jodorowsky. And then John Carpenter, who is, like, a super classist, like, not classist, but uh, mm-hmm. classic style filmmaker. Okay. Like, wanted to make a Western his entire career. Like, loves Howard Hawks. Like That's his jam. He okay. is very much, like, old school Hollywood filmmaker. Okay. Which is why his films seem... Old school. And they don't Classic. age. Like yes. the film His films from this period like hold up really well. I would agree. Um, so he did A Sodom Presbyterian 13 which was a moderate hit which got him um, Erlo- Erwin, your blonde was like let's make a horror movie. Uh, as long as it's about babysitters instead of on Halloween I'll give a shit what it's about like boom. And then he made that movie with okay. uh, Deborah Hill which we're about to talk about and it became fucking massive. It was the... L- most successful, I believe, independent film until um, Blair Witch. Yeah, Blair Witch or My Big Fat Creek Wedding. I oh, can't that. remember because that was also fucking huge. Yeah. One or the other. I think it was Blair Witch. Okay. And then wow. he suddenly was like the Hollywood it boy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you want to do next? And he's like, The Fog. All right. So what is The Fog? And they're now? like, okay. Uh-oh. Um, Okay. So there you go. Now this movie is co-written and produced by Deborah Hill. Okay. Um,
1: w- were not they married? I
0: believe at the time. They yeah. Usually when we talk were about or we're dating
1: John Carpenter, she's mentioned they're either dating or you know she's producing and yeah, yeah. okay. Um,
0: but Deborah Hill, there's definitely a thing where like one person in the film industry will marry someone and then. They have all the power, and this other person's just kind of like a figurehead, or just like I got this person a job. Deborah Hill's super fucking important. Like (laughs) Deborah Hill only made one bad career move, and um, that was unfortunately passing away too early. Right, like if she were still alive right now people would be talking about deborah hill the same way they talk about john carpenter yeah um deborah hill
1: i think we talked about that in pretty good detail what which episode would that have? anyway we did, we've we done a whole john carpenter month It could have been any of those probably
0: i don't know all right probably the dead zone yeah that, may, that sounds about right um so she co-wrote this movie she co-wrote halloween like you can see the division of labor in halloween she wrote all of the girls dialogue <laughs> and he wrote all of loomis's dialogue Okay. All of the like totally like boys Vapid. parties, uh, and he wrote like he's a monster. Mm-hmm. That's all his famous Yeah. Um, script. Okay. So she is uh, the producer of, like I said, Halloween, The Fog, Halloween 2, Escape from New York, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. We probably talked about her with Halloween. I III. bet that. I think that's uh, yeah. the, the Dead Zone. Clue. Mm-hmm. I love Clue. God, she I produced Clue. Clue it's uh, ad- my comfort movie adventures and babysitting mm-hmm. the fisher Good king movie. uh she ultimately died in 2005 at the age of 54 what a
1: wide range as well yeah. fisher king halloween like you've got everything all adventures and babysitting all over the place yep i like her style though i like all those movies you mentioned for the most part go ahead next
0: it was <laughs> I, w- yeah. I couldn't
1: say that because i haven't seen all of them but yeah
0: she died like i said in 2005 from colon cancer Which is the same thing they got my grandmother. So I have this weird, like, love of Deborah Hill on, like, several levels. Yeah. You have a little connection. Yeah. Um, This movie is also shot by Dean Cundy, longtime cinematographer and man who made the 80s look like the 80s. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Here's a couple things Dean Cundy shot telling Halloween, Halloween 2, Escape from New York, The Thing. Back to the Future one through three, Big Shot, A Little China, Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
1: Yeah, he was the eighties. You're absolutely Hulk. right. And yeah. Jurassic Park. <laughs>
0: yep. So we all know him then, without knowing him. Now we know his name. Um. Yeah. So I know that I can't remember if Carpenter and Deborah Hill were married. I think they were, but I, they're definitely not married by the time the fog rolls around. Okay. Because. Carpenter's married to Adrian Barbeau, the lead of this movie. Ah. Oops. (laughs) So. Oopsie. Which is why the Deborah Hill Carpenter relationship as a producer director does not last much longer. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, But going into this movie, he was already married to, like, they had already split up. Adrian Barbeau. And he was already married to Adrian Barbeau. So Adrian Barbeau plays Stevie Wayne. She's in Escape from New York. She's, she's in creep Show. She's in Carnival. Um, yeah, she's in a ton of shit. She was the voice of Catwoman on the 90s Batman the Animated Series cartoon. Cool. Fun fact for you. Nice. So, so are you going to watch this blindfolded? She gets top billing. Nice. Well. She's... Over the following people. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Is second. Uh, she plays Elizabeth Soli. She's obviously Halloween, Road Games, which is fucking awesome and underappreciated. Uh, True Lie is Knives Out for You. Yay. My Girl. And Yay. A Fish Called Wanda. I like all those movies. Yeah, Fish Called Wanda is fucking awesome. Fun times. Um, this movie also stars her mother, Janet Lee. Oh, cool. So they're in this movie together. She plays Kathy Williams. She's in Psycho. From 1960, the Alfred Hitchcock film—the very
1: first time a toilet was ever flushed—touch of evil on film.
0: Uh, This movie also has Tom Motherfucking Atkins. (laughs) Okay. Crack a beer, enjoy it. It's Atkins' time. Uh, He plays Nick Castle, who, if you know that name, that name is the guy who played Michael Myers in the first Halloween film. Nick Castle, the guy who co-wrote *Escape from New York*.
1: Was that that guy's stage name, or is that just that's his, his genuine name. name? That's
0: his name. The guy oh, who wild. directed Major Pain, <laughs> Nick Castle. Wow. The guy who was in a band with John Carpenter, Nick, Nick Castle. Castle. Uh, he's playing, yeah, Tom Atkins is playing a character named Nick Castle. That's uh, wild. You know, you know Tom Atkins from Halloween 3, Night of the Creeps, Maniac Cop, being the most Pittsburgh motherfucker ever like whatever <laughs> there was he's from pittsburgh still lives there oh that's nice yeah <laughs> he's a hometown boy uh another carpenter regular charles cyphers the first human you ever met at a convention cindy yay playing really? yeah playing dan o'bannon oh actually i didn't know you talked about yes you know another person's name that carpenter worked with Here's first, yeah. yeah you know him from halloween assault and pc 13 and he was the Team manager in Major League. <laughs> okay. So he's the one you met and you were like, you have a very nice signature, and he was super, he loved he that. He was super sweet. Yeah.
1: Yep. It's a very unique compliment, but uh,
0: I appreciate a good signature. was in the last Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. Cool. Looking a billion years old. He's no, very old. because he so. is a billion years old. Yeah. Um, Nancy Keys, or Nancy Loomis yeah. at the time, she plays Sandy. She's in Halloween and Halloween 3 this movie's just chock full of like carpenter people it is including carpenter all his staples. who is in this movie for Ooh. one scene
1: cameo i think it's the only like part?
0: he like has speaking parts <laughs> he has like one line of dialogue i think or two maybe um how holbrook is in this okay father malone talk about a human i never thought was ever young Hal holbrook Hal holbrook is always been old
1: Yeah, always kind of looked like Mark Twain.
0: Yeah, because he's always played Mark Twain. (laughs) (laughs) Little Kurt Vonnegut-looking dude. I think the day that Mark Twain died, America just went, I guess you're it, how old you're the new Mark Twain.
1: (laughs) Uh, You have to play him
0: all the time now. Vonnegut
1: looked a lot like Kurt Mark Twain, a lot. In fact, (laughs) Vonnegut even named his son Mark, Mark Mark Samuel, after
0: Mark Twain. The more you know. Sorry. Uh, you, you may know Hal Holbrook from Creep Show Designing Women, Designing <laughs> Women, All the President's Men. Yeah, and the first thing I ever saw him in Magnum Force, which Why is the what? Okay, the second Dirty Harry movie.
1: How old were you, Josh? <laughs>
0: like seven, probably. There, there you go. It's about cops that are killing people. Okay, and Dirty Harry's not cool with that because you got to do it by the book. Um. So there you go. And then John Houseman, who plays Mr. Meacham. We mentioned we John Houseman recently because he's one of the old ass men from Ghost Story. Okay. He's also in Rollerball, which is a surprisingly always, really good you James say movie. I would like that movie. It's fucking roller skating and like politics and death. I do love a good roller skating movie. Roller skating, politics, and death. Death. It's pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie. There's a sequel, or another a sequel, a remake. It is trash. With, like, Rebecca Romaine Stamos and, uh... Trash in a good way, no, or... No, it's not even fun bad. Oh. But the original Rollerball, I give it a fucking thumbs up. All right. So, there you go. <clears throat> All right. So, have we reached the part where I try to look at a poster
1: and tell you what the movie's going to be about, and they usually fail horribly?
0: Yeah, get a load, okay. of, get a load of this fucking epic poster. How's that for a poster? All right.
1: It says, bolt your doors, lock your windows. There's something coming in. The fog. Okay. Is that there's a woman trying to close a door and it's a hand. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis and a hand coming through the fog is opening the door. I think this is going to be about um, a fog that rolls in once every 20 years. And when it does, it awakens the dead. And it's a night of horribleness until the fog lifts.
0: Um. Kinda. Oh.
1: <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Not, not
0: quite. Oh. There, there's some things that you're a little off on, but you're you're more right than you are wrong in this scenario.
1: That's a first. How? Ex- oh, that's not true. One time I guessed right on. But... There
0: was one movie where the poster, you're just like this. Yeah. I think it was Child's Play. You're like, that doll is chucky and he's gonna come alive and fuck with that kid it's well, like 100 yeah
2: 100
0: percent. that's what's gonna happen in this movie where can we watch this movie tonight's movie the fog um okay shutter i don't know if it's on shutter or not i don't think so i think you're gonna have to maybe rent this on prime okay i think it was on HBO at one point most things are available you know if you can't find it, it's available on
1: prime or apple video
0: now we have the option here in this house I'm watching it how many different times do you want to watch this on VHS on DVD on two separate Blu-rays one in a steel book, or on a 4K
1: We have such a very strange collection of goods here at this house
0: I have like four or five copies of this movie of over different do. formats it's fucking wild
1: yes that's usually what I say about these things All right, well, we're off to watch The Fog for one hour and 24 minutes.
0: 29, but yeah. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. I need to break into the carpenter
2: shelf. (laughs) John Carpenter's The Fog. This is K.A.B. Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here. And let me be the first to wish Antonio Bay a happy birthday. 100 years old today and keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east 100 years ago between midnight and one something unknown came out of the fog now it has returned oh jesus 100 years ago between midnight and one something unnatural came out of the fog now it has returned Years ago, between midnight and one, something evil came out of the fog. Now, it has returned. Who's there? The fog. Antonio Bay has a curse on it. We're all cursed. There's no water getting here, but something off a cold
1: pit. I think I'll go to Vancouver now.
2: What's the fog now? Well, it should be right outside my door now. Oh, well, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. from the creator of halloween the ultimate experience in terror and suspense john carpenter's the fog starring adrian barbeau jamie lee curtis john houseman janet lee as kathy williams and hal holbrook as father malone Fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. Between midnight and one, it will find you.
1: Hey everyone! Thanks for coming back after watching the fog. What did everyone think? Other than it's weird that Adrian Barbeau was living in a lighthouse that wasn't really on a jetty at all and wasn't very tall.
0: Uh, well, she wasn't living there. That's where the that's where the
1: radio station was. Yeah. Was, she was
0: living in that other house that was on like that dock
1: which was further out with the, in the lighthouse. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, all I have to say is what? It's 11:55. <laughs> time for one more story.
1: Welcome back. It's 11:05 and time for one more story.
0: I when I when I met her, just jumping ahead. Let's Did get this out of the way her now. To uh To do that? I met her at a creep show reunion okay. because I yeah. uh, fucking show. love creep show but i i only had i had a creep show poster and had a fog poster and by then it would have been financially responsible for me to be like i have several things for you to sign badger barbo so i was just like i'm gonna go with the fog poster and
1: oh yeah she was
0: so nice and she talked to me about the show carnival because i love the shit out of that show was she
1: on that show she she was just a fan she
0: was she was on the show
1: nice
0: she was the snake charmer lady who was with the strong man i think it was her son I'm not mistaken. It's been a minute since I've watched it.
1: I have never watched it. So, it's you so be good. Telling anything. <laughs> I know you got a. Uh, it's your you mom got the old lady who lives in the basement. Your mom is super into it. Yeah, um, she really enjoyed
0: it. Yeah. But when I met her and I had her sign the poster, she wrote Ahoy Mades and then signed it and then wrote Stevie Wayne underneath it and like nobody would know who she was. I fucking I really like this movie. This was like a weird like saw this a ton as a kid. Was movie. it because you had a
1: kind of crush on Adrian Barbo?
0: No, I think it was because my dad (laughs) kind of had a crush on Adrian (laughs) Adrian Marbo. Okay. Uh, It was a thing where this movie kind of checked all the boxes because my dad was like, oh, Adrian Marbo's in this. I think there's something that needs to be said.
1: (laughs) We always talk about how in the 80s they always had, like, leading men didn't have to look like Brad Pitt, right, and Ryan Gosling. Like in the 80s, Bruce Willis, who wasn't – cut and ripped like he was just like a dead bod guy became a star and like that was a thing i think something needs to be said that there were quite a few female actresses who were able to find a niche that way adrian barbeau is very attractive very good looking but she wasn't uh in the 80s the big like she wasn't tall thin, and blonde like you know what i mean she was just a normal everyday woman and jillian if you remember her that they there were uh, there was a cast of women who were the correct age to play certain roles. They didn't, you know, if they remade this today, you know that they would have put...
0: They, they did remake it. Did they make it
1: like Ashley Green?
0: And we'll, or, we will never talk about okay. it. Okay.
1: <laughs> it was not very good. This movie, uh, as I was kind of reviewing it before we started, this movie would be really fun to do a sequel to because the whole premise is how it's been 100 years since this crash, this intentional crash, whatever it was. So couldn't we say, you know, it's been 100 and what 25 years, you know or, or
0: something. You'd have to make the sequel in 2080. Ugh. What about 125 years? And I don't even think we're going to be there in 2080 to be honest with you. I don't think we're going to be here. And like by next we week. by we, I don't mean you and I, I mean the whole race. <laughs> yeah. We're um, through
1: the end. Times. well, before
0: we talk about the fog more in depth, you kind of opened the door and I feel like we need to just address this. What's that? What is this going to be about? you mentioned Bruce Willis. Okay. We're recording this a day or two after uh, Bruce Willis's announcement that he's retiring because of his diagnosis with aphasia. Mm -hmm. So... The the thing was, I guess
1: he's been dealing with this for a while now, but it's now starting to impact and really affect his work, and he doesn't want to do that. So he's kind of tapped out. Also, today, um, Friday jim carrey has announced his retirement yeah that he likes his quiet life and he thinks he's done enough and goodbye
0: but so best of luck in retirement for both gentlemen i gotta ask before we move on to the fog mm-hmm. what is your favorite bruce willis movie um a- and i've got a guess Becomes Her. ah i was right in my head i was right
1: i was like <laughs> it's probably gonna be death I Becomes sir that was one of those movies that we had a vhs of and back when VHS first came out like it didn't matter what the movie was you know if you had, a, you had like three VHS tapes you just watched it cuz were watching a movie temple you know of doom
0: mean? temple of doom and although temple of doom is fucking awesome well
1: <laughs> deathy he conjurer is awesome too but uh i think that that movie when you talk about movie star bruce willis that's who i think of some like that type of character i don't Think of the, you know, lethal weapon the way you guys, you know what I mean? Like, that wasn't what I knew of him. I knew him from Moonstruck and then Die Hard. Die Hard, sorry. Oh, lethal weapons. <laughs> Even, see, there uh, you go.
0: I would like to shed light on, because Die Hard's the easy answer, because it's kind of like. What's your favorite? The definitive, like, action. You don't have a lot film? of,
1: for all the stuff that we have hanging up, we don't have any I don't Die have,
0: Hard. I don't have any Die Hard stuff, really. Uh, Die, Die, Hard? Hard, Die Hard. No, I do like Die Hard. I, Sorry. I do like Die Hard. I would say Die Hard is definitely top three. Maybe my favorite Bruce Willis movie. Okay,
1: but what is but
0: your number one? I gotta throw love out to Looper. Okay. I think that movie is so good. And I remember watching it when it first came out and thinking, why is no one talking about this movie? On that had repeat. Um, it's so good. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That was it. Just like it's so good.
1: He plays himself. I've heard some good things about that. It, yeah, it's incredible. You know, I also love. I love Pulp Fiction. Oh, and yeah, I also. Hudson Hawk? No. Well, yes, but no, I'm <laughs> saying this out loud. I was reminded he and John, my beloved Travolta, are very good friends because they they kind of did Look Who's Talking together.
0: Oh, did you not see? I was going
1: to say, well, that's what I mean when I was saying it. I John's tribute to him was because they kind of, that was their first big break movie for both of them. And they became really good friends because of that. They both had younger wives. They both had younger children. Um, I think the youngest of the Willis Moore clan is the same age as his and Kelly Preston's daughter. So, like, they had kids about the same time. Like, they were they were genuine friends. And uh, so maybe it's, look who's talking.
0: Well, did, I don't know. did you see what Travolta said about him? Mm-hmm. The yeah. thing about... Bruce Willis once told told me that when he sees me succeed he feels like he also succeeds.
1: Yeah Cause they're because like they started together and they were friends and you know wish sending nothing but love, I believe was you know
0: yeah. also it's about time mm-hmm. for the for the new Travolta career resurgence. He does these every <laughs> like every 10 or 15 years. Uh, he just like comes out and is like, hey, so I do these movies now. And everyone's like, oh, fuck, John Travolta's amazing. It's a, I feel it's about that time. It so might be. So let's, let's make it um, happen. I think Blowout. <laughs> I would love
1: for him to really embrace. He hasn't danced in a minute. You know what I mean? Dance at the Oscars. I, I know, but I mean like in a film. So I really would like to see that. I would like to see him either embrace semi-retirement. Like how much fun would it be to see him on like Dancing with the Stars? He's too much of an A-list right now. But, oh, he would be so good. Or some other kind of... How I can picture him in, in Mamma Mia much more than I can picture Pierce Bronson. And I saw the movie with him. Um, this is a different conversation. I have a lot of things that I would have him do that would be his next resurgence. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen.
0: Anywho. I just wanted him to, to film to film a ending of the trilogy of him and Nancy Allen movies. Where they're just like an old married couple. <laughs> So we have Carrie blowout, and then and whatever then, this movie would be. Yeah, Brian De Palma, Golden Palm, or, or Golden—I don't know something. Brian De Palma, make it happen. Film a That's third right. movie with, with those two, please. Those are his. Hopefully, where they both live, yeah, and those are they're his happy for a while because
1: they both deserve it. Now, moving back to the fog, what was the fog about? The fog was about a town that is cursed because a hundred years ago they um, wanted to build on a leper colony. So they moved. They when they went to move the lepers, they intentionally crashed the ship. Was that it?
0: Not quite. You're you're seventy five percent. Yeah. Anyway. So like most.
1: Anyway, so they intentionally crashed the ship. So now it's been a hundred years later, and the ghosts of those uh, people killed are going to come and kill the number yeah. that. Yeah.
0: So. This movie... When the fog rolls in. This movie is about a small town called Antonio Bay, (laughs) which is down... Cousin of Antonio Banderas. Which is down... um, Brother of Antonio Sabato. the coast a little bit from where the birds took place. Not a real town, but filmed around the same area as the birds. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, I fell right into that. No, I
1: didn't know
0: that. And uh, basically... You find out through a diary. It's one of my favorite tropes in like ghost movies where it's like someone wrote all this down and we're reading it. And it's telling us the story as the movie progresses. We can only read so many chapters ahead. I would just flip to the ending and be like, how the fuck do I fix this ghost problem? Well, yeah, they at
1: least kind of showed him in pieces doing that.
0: But essentially there was a leper colony across the bay from Antonio Bay when it was being founded right like they were building this town and there was a leper colony and
1: and was it the 1700s or the 1800s
0: well it would have been the, the 1800s because it would have been 1980 would have been 100 years 100
1: years gotcha
0: so and basically the lepers were led by a guy named blake who was rich and he said hey i want to give you guys money i want to move off this little island or wherever they were closer to town and we could set up some sort of trade thing, but we'll keep separated because obviously you don't want leprosy. Right. No one wants leprosy. Um, Contrary
1: to popular belief. Super
0: gross. And the townspeople were like, great. And then they built a fake fire, like as a lighthouse, to, to draw them, them in, in the bay, yeah. and get them to crash. And then they just went out and took all their money from their now dead bodies. Well, <laughs> um, so
1: yeah. There's a lot of interesting—if you're just moving across the bay, you wouldn't be going at a clip where a crash would kill everyone. It would be a crash, for sure, but you're not guaranteeing everyone on board's going to die. Sorry, go ahead. What does IMDb—how do they sum this up?
0: An unearthly fog rolls into a small coastal town exactly 100 years after a ship mysteriously sank in its waters. Not mysteriously. We didn't even know it sank until we read the confession. The townspeople set them up for failure— and essentially, a hundred years later, the fog rolls in, and ghost pirates, right. like Scooby Doo, ghost pirates everything. appear in the fog and are killing. It's seven. Yes, I believe seven people they were killed, so they're going to kill seven people. It's, it, no, it's seven people for the seven people that fucked them over a hundred years was ago. It. Right, okay. like the seven town elders, they're analogs now. Mm-hmm. Right, gotcha. That so what is that so?
1: There's a few things wrong with this movie, but it was a good movie. Okay, I liked
0: it. Let's do this. Lay your complaints on me now. Let's start with the bad and end with the good.
1: Um, there's been a priest at this church for over 100 years, and on the day before the 100th anniversary, the wall falls down up over his desk, and a journal open to that page appears.
0: I will give every movie one crazy coincidence. Okay, so that's the one crazy coincidence. That, that explains like, oh... That's wild. Okay. The woman who is in charge
1: of the celebrations, husband is the one who has to go and investigate or who was on the boat that then later got killed.
0: Wait, you just confused me with that sentence. What?
1: The lady who was in charge of the centennial. What was it, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom or somebody's mom?
0: Yeah, Yeah, that was Jamie Lee
1: Curtis. Her husband was the man who was killed. Yes. Investigating... The Like, that's a, that's a neat tie-in. And she... No,
0: her husband was the captain of the ship that the pirates killed.
1: Right. Uh We also have another kind of Jaws moment where they probably should have canceled this celebration. And yet they did not. Um,
0: it doesn't end nearly as bad as Jaws, though.
1: <laughs> this seems to be a very small town. And yet, Adrian Barbeau, who plays their only DJ for this radio... KAB. And... The weather station guy. Top
0: of the world, KB.
1: They don't know each other at all. But like they flirt whenever, you know, he calls in different things for the radio show. You know, he calls in the weather report or he calls in the tide report. They've never met, but they're always real flirty. And he's like, I wish I knew what you looked like. Like You live on a tiny little island.
0: It's on an island, but whatever. Like you, they would have <laughs> seen each other. Poking holes. Right? <laughs> I mean, maybe, probably. <laughs> okay, it's whatever. Uh, all this is way overshadowed by the fact that there are fucking ghost pirates in that this. That look like
1: Scooby Doo ghost pirates, not just any ghost pirates. Okay, let's get into it.
0: Blake is fucking dope in this movie. Um, <laughs> this is the only ghost movie that we have watched or all somebody... year long. Okay, where by the end of the movie. I'm on the ghost side. It's true. <laughs> like they didn't deserve that. And, and and except in the case of Adrian Barbeau, because they're tormenting poor Adrian Barbeau and her family. And that was another. They're thing. new to town. They have no like no that horse was in this the race. Other thing.
1: Why then? She didn't li- Like was it because she worked at the lighthouse? Was it because she lived? Like I, I don't know. They were gonna
0: get their seven. But why did it have to be, like... It was going to be any seven people in that town. Yet it
1: was only her and her child.
0: But whenever the priest did the right thing and was like, hey, I'm the seventh conspirator, like... Oh, that was the other thing. And her, it was his, like, great-grandfather. Yeah, how does a priest have... I mean, I, I, I guess know. that makes sense. You it's a Catholic the church. Parish? The Catholic church rules are loosey-goosey when it comes to that shit. But,
1: but that's a good point. Not in the eighteen hundreds they weren't. No,
0: you think? Well, but okay. Let's go watch Benedetta and we'll talk about how loosey goosey the fucking rules were back in the day. All right. <laughs> Fair point. So this movie is essentially a small town.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ghost story. Is plagued by a fog of pirate ghosts Right.
1: I don't who see are the going yet. to
0: kill seven people. Right. And ex- to get back at the seven people a hundred years ago who actively fucked them over. And yes. they would prefer to get the descendants of said people, but they'll take any seven.
1: They'll take anyone. They're
0: right. going to, you're going to, because they killed that poor radio operator dude. Yeah. The guy's just like, hey, uh, there's something outside. Right? And she's screaming
1: on. What <sighs> makes me laugh is thinking that there's like truckers or somebody who's just kind of driving by and they just pick up this radio signal for like 30 minutes of just a woman screaming.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly thought the two weird plot things you were going to bring up that you didn't. I probably will not In the negatives was, category was were, going to be, one, we just kind of talked about it, how the priest's grandfather yeah. had children and then became a priest until, who took over the same church. Yeah. Was it a Catholic church?
1: Now, it could be like an Episcopalian or Lutheran. They also wear the collars and let's they go are with, allowed to get married.
0: Let's no prize it with that. Okay. So there you go. Family lineage. Okay, It the is other weird is. Be in the
1: same church, but whatever.
0: <laughs> My mom has drawn this, um, brought this issue up before we've watched movies What's that? with Tom Atkins. She's like, "Why is everyone trying to fuck Tom Atkins in these yep. movies?"
1: <laughs> He's not an attractive man. That's another thing. That's <laughs> he, another thing. And not only is she trying to, find, well, like I guess they're in a relationship now. Like a, he picks up a hitchhiker. They, who's Jamie Lee Curtis. They bone and now like do he's want, protective of her Do you like, want to they're know why? Together?
0: Do you wanna know why? Were they together in real life? No, not no. at all. Why? Mm-hmm. Um so Jamie Lee Curtis wanted to have sex with someone in this movie because after Halloween
1: She wanted to not it be was like the this. whole thing
0: of like, well the virgin lived. Yeah. It's kinda of where that got started that for probably the first time. So she wanted really to pushed. play a whore. So she's like, Why don't we just have me fuck someone out of the gate and just get it over with? Right. And that way, people will be like, oh, maybe she will die in this movie. It's the early 80s. It's Lucy goosey So, oh. But there's this weird thing where, like, people like George Romero and uh, John Carpenter and them are, are like, women just want to fuck Tom Atkins. No,
1: we don't. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, I think some women what do. what we were saying earlier about, like,
1: you know, dad bods and what was considered hot and attractive in the 80s. Was he a heart?
0: I mean, if you ask him, of course, I don't even think him because he's got a really good sense of humor. Like he's a really fun, good natured guy who is like, I don't know how I ended up in these movies doing these things, but I'm not going to say no because it paid well. Yeah, Um, I mean, you can't fault the guy. But like this, this starts his run of like, from here he goes to like Creep Show and Night of the Creeps and Halloween 3. He's got this weird career where he's like, just. Slaying women. And playing playing like an odd person. Like
1: an, I don't want to be the hero of this movie, but man, I guess I am now.
0: And drunks. He plays a lot of, like, his character in Halloween 3. See our Halloween 3 episode where right. he basically is he just, just like the drinking the entire time. Like every time anything bad happens, he's like, oh, I could use a drink. Let's get a drink. <laughs> Dr. Let's Chalice, drink. I could use a drink right now. Mm-hmm. He does. That is true. So there's a story with him and jamie lee curtis who picks her up as a hitchhiker i do like their dialogue about
1: they she's do like have
0: a very... are, are you weird and he's like yes yes i am and she's like thank god
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know so they've you've got that story you've got stevie wayne like the adrian barbara character she's off doing her own thing with like the radio station and her kid who asks for a stomach pounder and a coke which <laughs> i didn't know what that was and, and i finally was... looked it up it's pouring pop rocks in a fucking coke, coke and just yeah. slamming it Ugh, jesus christ
1: can you imagine the integer sorry i guess i I'm mean just that you're old.
0: you're a kid you can eat anything as a kid yeah, right yes like kids could eat just shit like literal shit and yes. be like oh, i'm fine correct me i walk past something and i'm like i'm oh, fucking heartburn. Uh, yep <laughs> so See, earlier today yay getting older but so that's the second story. Is like Adrian Barbeau, and then he finds the driftwood and the coin.
1: And are then we she... to believe that her previous husband had passed away?
0: We don't know because like, like
1: there's still pictures of him, and or, like she doesn't really talk about it.
0: Or uh, yeah, we don't know. Okay, it just is. Um, now, real life, she was married to John Carpenter when
1: Which they made is this why, movie. Yeah, so talked about that in the in the front half. of yeah. that
0: situation. So just reminding. Uh, so that's kind of story B. Story C would be the priest who's and, a drunk because you can't have an <laughs> 80s Carpenter film without like an active alcoholic. So the
1: priest is a drunk and he is getting more progressively drunk the more he reads this journal and realizes what his you know two times great-grandfather did. Then we have another story of the woman who's in charge of the centennial being told that her husband has been killed while also needing to be the face of this centennial. And she also discovers the drunk priest and has to kind of figure and piece all that out. So she's more like the, like a, almost like the linchpin that kind of pulls everybody yeah. together. And then that's how they all end up together, at the same area. And
0: this movie weirdly like weaves these stories together through ghost pirates, again. I, I, I'm never going to turn down an opportunity to say the words ghost pirates. Yes. And ultimately concludes with a fog rolling into town and it's trying to kill it kills the adrian barbeau's Mm -hmm. son's babysitter that that adorable woman it It just pulls her outside and kills her yep and then they all end up minus adrian barbeau at the church yes she's on top of the lighthouse, it's, they're trying to kill her. Hey, don't
1: worry, guys. It's not a. Re- it's only like a two-story lighthouse.
0: Yeah, it's very small. It's, a, it's short and squat. It still exists. You can go there. It's like a research station for like science now. Okay. Um, that yeah, you can also go to that church. <laughs> still there. Okay. So this but is a real place. Just not these like, are all real places in like Northern California. Mm-hmm. But the movie basically ends with it's got the two climax. Right, we cut back and forth between Adrian Bro and the lighthouse, trying to escape ghost pirates on the roof. <laughs> About to die, yep. and meanwhile, they're trying to break into the church to kill everyone in the church, right? And then they find the cross made out of gold all of Blake's yeah. gold they melted into a cross, which is ballsy. I mean, I'm not gonna say I wasn't gonna say ballsy, I was gonna say indicative of American Christianity. That too, like, let's just steal this gold and make it into a giant cross to worship it. Hello, America, yep, yeah, that's um. Fair. <laughs> Somewhere, someone turned this podcast off when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck that socialist. Um, but the movie ends with the ghost pirates are in the church, and Father Malone takes you know, Irish Dixie Carter's pastor husband takes boyfriend, uh, but yes, okay, boyfriend takes the church or takes the giant gold cross out there and is like, "This is yours. I'm My, the, I'm the seventh yeah. conspirator." Like. My family fucked you over. I'm very sorry. He sacrifices himself. And Blake, who's played by, I believe, Rob Bottin, effects man yeah. and part-time werewolf Rob Bottin. I believe so. That's what um, I'm I think that's, yeah. Rob, if you hear this, which I doubt you will, wherever you're at in hiding, please come out. We love you and I would like to meet you. Okay. Um, he disappeared. You know he disappeared, right? He just quit. I think we
1: yeah we talked about that um, yeah he quit
0: the industry and like sells love craft sells time. like houses in California but like will not talk about it will not be with anyone is like that was my past life I do not do that anymore good for him but I don't want oh, you <laughs> Sorry. Don't talk about the thing and how much I love that movie um so he starts Blake grabs the cross there's this moment where they're like shaking and I guess they're gonna disappear mm-hmm. and Talmac and saves him by pulling him away. Movie over. Everything goes, oh, oh you hear the do, 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 it's over music. It's creepy, though. like, and Adrian Bravo has that closing monologue about, like, the ship's out at sea. If you can hear this, like, stay out of the fog. And then you're like, oh, shit, this movie's over. And then Blake shows up and, and... just cuts his head off. <laughs> yep. And that's the end of the movie. And it fucking rules. It's something. Um, It was wild. Okay. This movie is... There's Uh, a
1: lot of lead up. Uneven. Yeah, I was going to say for a lot of just. hmm.
0: Now, I like this movie a lot and I think a lot of it works, but it is uneven. And and let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So we talked
1: in the front half. There were how many different eyes on this story? How many different hands were in this trying uh, to... So it
0: wasn't it wasn't so much that, because this was very much like a Carpenter-controlled movie. Okay. The problem came from Carpenter wrote a script, and he shot it. And he still to this day says that the fog is one of the worst experiences of his early career. Oh. Um, because <laughs> they shot the movie, and then they went back and watched it, and they're like, Ooh, Ooh. well, it's not fucking scary. Yeah. Um. Okay. And it was coming off of, this was his first thing, first feature film post-Halloween. So there was a lot of expectation piled on this movie. And, okay. and it was a successful movie. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not like this movie was a failure in any way. But he had to go back and reshoot a bunch of stuff to add scares to things. So the whole thing at the beginning with, like, the shit going wild in town mm-hmm. with, like, the gas pump spraying gas yep. and all that was all added. That, all that was shot way after the movie was done.
1: Yeah. It's that did seem
0: a little Like they had cut to go in. in and add extra scary, spooky shit because when they went back it and watched the movie they spooky. were like, this isn't really scary. Yeah. So um <laughs> so, It is what it is. It's a I it's definitely a decent
1: 80s scary movie. It's definitely it.
0: not Halloween. And it's definitely not the movie that Carpenter followed this with, which is Escape from New York.
1: Oh, well, very different movie. But
0: it really sets the stage for the transition of, like, Halloween is entirely shot in, like, a couple locations. Mm-hmm. And the fog gets a little bit bigger. And then he just and, kind then, of and then he... Gets all of New York? And then, he, Well, he didn't shoot it in New York, but he fucking killed it with Escape from New York. So... And he shot in Kansas City. Yeah. After they had, had, like, a huge fire. But it is what it is. Um, the one thing I want to talk to you about the, fo- oh, before we move on right. to that, I just want to say, Carpenter also said this movie was hard as shit to film. Probably, was it all the wind? Because they would <laughs> start up all the fog machines to build like a fog bank. And he's like, we he would spend like half hour, 45 minutes, like building up like this big fog bank so we could shoot. And then the wind would just blow the blow other way. And then we'd be like, well, I guess we got to start over. Yep.
1: I would imagine fog is harder to work with than animals or children. So
0: now uh, they do a lot of CG fog and shit like that. They would do that. That makes sense. I think they did that with like the remake, which again, we will not, Never want, speak not of. watch and will not be talking about beyond just being like. It is not, there. Um, so I guess
1: that's not what we're watching next week. <laughs> no.
0: But so the fog was a nightmare to work with. Now, one thing I want to talk to you about real fast before we kind of move on. Mm hmm. Is the idea of how much do we owe the past? All right, because I was really thinking about the argument, and this is gonna sound batshit crazy to some people, but the argument between like this movie and something like what, um, like civil reparations or I think critical race theory, something like that, where it's like, how much do we owe? The past
1: I again would like to remind our listeners I'm from a very very old very very white family uh, I have no problem at all if the government were to be like hey um, it's the centennial it's not but w- you know whatever uh, anniversary of you know Juneteenth we let these people out essentially God, I hate talking about human beings in the comparison of animals but unfortunately my fellow mayonnaise colored people only see it that way if you were to take all of Carol Baskin's tigers and or like all the tigers that she puts in her sanctuary and just release them into the wild what would happen? they would fail, right? because they're not they've been bred in captivity they've lived these different lives they don't know how to hunt and they don't know how they're their world works we took generations of human beings and captured them and told them systematically that they were nothing and they were property for generations and then one day we were like all right i guess you're free now figure it out and and every single time they did figure it out we set them back right so the whole purpose of you know history tells us you know, one of the main reasons that the plain states are kind of squared off the way they are rather than following natural boundaries was because you were supposed to give these families, these people of color that we had completely fucked over for so many hundreds of years, land. And it was no big deal to do it. There's no reason other than the fact that his vice, I don't know, vice, Uh, president didn't agree with that and so there was there were no reparations at all yeah do i think that it's fair absolutely not however my family benefited from a system that wasn't fair for hundreds of years like okay it it's okay you know all right then if you need to take some tax money and divert it to making sure that, you know, people of color are given the fair chance and, and whatever, I don't have a problem with it.
0: Yeah. And, and in case people are wondering, like, how we got here, it's the idea of the the ghost in this movie... Having
1: w- to pay reparations. ...were
0: killed for their money 100 right. years ago. Like, they were actively killed by the town... Hey, thank you. They were actively killed by their town... Like, by the local townspeople 100 years ago for their money, like, right. in the name of capitalism... Right, I mean, sure, they were they were lepers, they were other people, but it's like a hundred years after the fact. Like, what do you owe those people and their place in history? Absolutely, and I think that
1: that's a conversation that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, and I don't. I. Do not think that that was a thing John Carpenter was thinking about. Like, wrote not. this movie. No, no, no. But this it's was a thing. Just a Scooby Doo scary movie, yeah. Type it, of ghost story. It definitely is a thing that I was thinking about more and more as we watched it this time because I was like, man, I'm really on the ghost side yep. here. Like, I don't want to kill Adriel Barbo because she's not from this town, right. so she doesn't have a lineage that connects back to this. She's only being targeted because she has the bandwidth, I guess. Because she's there. Yeah. But like the rest of the town. Your your town is built upon the murder of these people mm-hmm. and the theft of their money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... I guess in theory, all of our land. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like a microcosm yeah. for
0: like the history of America. The fog. And it's weird to put that big of an onus on a 1980 horror film that falls between John Carpenter's Halloween and John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Right. But there it is. And that is what I find interesting about this movie at the end of the day. Is okay that piece of that How, connective tissue between like mm-hmm. the story and the real world and our real shared history and culture in this country yeah like did you
1: side with the that. ghosts yeah oh yeah for sure I, I mean so much as you can to be like well these people didn't do it like i get that you know the, the priest's great-grandfather but the rest of the people but i mean you can't reason
0: with a ghost. Especially a pirate ghost. Definitely not. So, what are we watching next week? Hold on. Let's archive this motherfucker before we get out of here. Okay. So.
1: Action. Yes. It takes to the end, but we, you know, we, we, there is there is a lot of good action sequences. Uh, revolutionary.
0: I can't think of another pirate ghost movie off the I top of my head. I to look
1: head. at any Scooby-Doo TV show, and I guarantee that this was a Scooby-Doo.
0: I, I... I'll give it a half a point. Okay. I get a half a point for that one, right? Oratory? Well, killing.
1: Oh, well, yeah, there's killing, obviously. Oratory? Any... It
0: starts with an amazing speech. 11.55. Oh, no, It's on a speech. It was a journal entry, but... No, no, that's it. The, the guy oh, telling the ghost right. story to the kids at the campfire.
1: Yeah, okay. I guess if you're into that.
0: And then it ends with another interview where she's like, ships, ships at sea. Look to the fog like i i give oh, this okay. point or i give it oratory points Fine. oratory for days.
1: shorties <laughs> sure 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 and then fantasy and fornication definitely fantasy and there i mean jamie lee does bang the hell out of not tom scarrett
0: tom, <laughs> tom atkins tom atkins tom scarrett should have been in more movies by the way well but we'll talk about that when we get to a tom scarrett movie yeah get to uh, poison ivy or something any now i want to watch poison ivy <laughs> uh anything
1: to add before we move on and close up this episode and begin next week
0: i weirdly didn't think we were going to talk about the fog as much as we just did um i think this movie is it's a good movie uh i would say it's a minor carpenter masterpiece not one of the major ones definitely not one of like the top five in my opinion but in your
1: your humble opinion my humble
0: but accurate opinion um (laughs) However, I, this movie is really fucking good. And if you've never seen it, you should probably watch it. Like, just give it a... It's like an it hour decent. and a half. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean... It was it, a fun movie. Do it to it.
1: It was funny. All right. Not funny. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, it um, was, there were definitely funnies.
0: Would your mom watch... Did your mom watch this with us? Yes. You, you're, I'm, I'm sorry. My brain is fried. <laughs> would you watch this with your children?
1: Uh, I don't think they would be interested. It's really slow a lot of you know it's an 80s movie i think this might be a fun spooky night for the 11 year old but good luck with the with the 16 year old that's probably not
0: happening yeah and
1: yeah
0: Yeah. all right what are we watching next week uh we're, we're going to go further back in time
1: mm-hmm.
0: to 1961's the Innocents.
1: the innocence okay the innocence
0: you're gonna love it big house are these all just ghosts.
1: fog house innocence are they all just one word titles this month
0: um yeah yeah actually weirdly i didn't plan that ah. but there you go all right well the you... the something something the, something the something the something so there you go
1: well join us next week until then i'm josh and i'm cindy and i'm still his girlfriend
0: there's something in the